Thank you for joining us today for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, follow us on social media at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. All right. Okay. Callie. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. After the Message 2.0. Hey. How are the girls doing? They're good. They're living their best life at summer camp. They asked me now the other day, can you pick us up at five? I'm like, you don't miss me? Like, well, I mean, well, I do, but <laughs> like, okay, I see. They've had enough of being in the house. So, are you picking them up at five now? <laughs> no, oh, okay. absolutely not. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, last week we actually got to uh, instead of just you know watching it, we actually got to be a part of it, which is crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Be like, oh, we're like in person again. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about it? Being together? Yeah. I mean, I like being together, especially because everyone didn't see this, but we had worship before. Yeah. And I mean, I love worship on your own, but when you're just with people, it's like the best thing ever. So it's set like such a good atmosphere. So it felt like church. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, it was good. And it's kind of like, I think Justin said it in one of our staff meetings, how the live worship aspect was. Yes. And for all the people listening. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. The live worship was for the people that were just there witnessing and not, it wasn't like recorded or anything. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think we should just jump right in. So first Here of all, it. what, what's your role at Celebration Church? Well, I mean, I, we all wear a lot of different hats. Yes. Because it's church, it's ministry, yes. but but yes. what's your specifically? So I wear a lot of hats, but technically I oversee an umbrella at the church called CARE. Uh-huh. And under CARE is CARE for our church, our city, and our world. So basically CARE, outreach, and missions. Okay. And Sunday, uh, and I guess it's more than Sunday, but John yeah. Schneider Campus Pastors on Sunday. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Anything at any time can kind of fall under those under those hats. For real. So. Which is, it's almost like small business. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a small business. I have not, but it makes sense from what I hear. Yeah. You just got to be able to do it all. Yeah. When I, I worked for, I worked for my mom's small business for a while. And when I say small, like, I found out the other day that small business is up to like a hundred something employees or 200 oh, employees or something. And they still consider that small, small. business. Well, I consider small business what I know to be small business, which is like five people, yes. six people. Yes. So that's what I would think. Yeah, exactly. So when you're in that small of a business, you're literally doing 40 different things. And stuff. 100%. So I think that's how Josh and I came up, though. Like we worked on staff, our first like real, I get paid to do this yeah, ministry yeah. jobs was at a really big church. Yeah. But we were trained to wear all the hats. So you don't just do one thing. Gotcha. You learn how to be a utility player. And if you don't know how to do something, you just say, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you figure it out. So yeah. you just work hard and, and look things up on YouTube if you have to. Or So what was what was your first role, you and Josh? Missions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that you're still doing Which it. Which it does. It's crazy. It's kind of come full circle. Um, what's funny is... We met in Bible school, which okay. most people know. 
um, went to school for ministry, but specifically worship, Mm -hmm. which we have done and did do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, when we came on staff to do missions, people were like, what? Wait, (laughs) they're worship people. Yeah. And um, I remember our boss um, who hired us, he was like, no, they're the ones. This is what they're they're meant to do this right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad he did because I don't know if we ever would have gotten into that world. And, um, it's, it changed, it changed my whole life. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so glad and I'm glad it's come full circle because I love it yeah. so much. And I feel like everything that I do now somehow actually really falls into that world. Like that's what shaped me. What do you mean? So any kind of ministry for me comes from like mission oriented. Yes. Thinking? Yes. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, I've been in Cambodia and led worship with a bunch of little girls mm-hmm. on a tile, you know, sitting on a tile floor, right. singing like broken, singing in broken English. Yeah. And it was the best experience of my life. Yeah. And then that's what I take back into like those moments, you know, shape for me like a Sunday morning. It's so drastic though. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a huge difference. Cambodia mm-hmm. to College Park. Oh, for sure. For sure. So how do you, how do you filter that? Because that would be hard for me. I mean, I I, I would start ex- pitting one against the other. Yeah, I, like. I mean, I experienced. I mean, my my very first trips, and then coming home mm-hmm. were super intense. Like I when you got back, uh huh. Like so, I would travel. I went to Ethiopia. Yeah. So I just also like I don't do anything apparently. Just like ease in. <laughs> it's like oh, there's the deep end, yeah, and yeah. I like run and leap. Right. So my first ever like real mission trips, I, I went to Ethiopia mm-hmm. and it's like nothing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And I just was completely wrecked. Yeah. So coming home to the States and going to, you know, American church and stuff like that, I was just like, oh my God, just, you know, mm-hmm. ruined. Um, but in the best way. And I think what it taught me going to places like that and experiencing God in the midst of what. I think people would call nothingness, yeah. you know, like there is no lights, camera action. Mm-hmm. It's just a guitar, a sometimes out of tune guitar <laughs> with an out of tune singer who really, really loves Jesus. Yeah. I mean, like you experiencing God there. Right. This is all just such a bonus. So then when you have the lights. You're talking about the American the, church. Yeah. Stuff that we, is a bonus. It's yeah. a bonus. Like lights, speakers, sound, yeah. good singers, everybody, the whole band playing the right, the same song at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Like such a bonus. Right. But the thing is, when you have that, you know what to look for, though, to make sure that doesn't get lost. And like you need the heart of God and yeah. like you need the Holy Spirit. I see what you're saying. And then everything else on top of that is just the awesomeness. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, it kind of segues into the whole mission aspect yeah. of something that Pastor Keith talked about. And I actually did the um, did the weekly Devo yesterday. Yes. And from the time of the recording to – and the, the Devo got sprung up on me. <laughs> so they're like, Naturally. hey, uh, can you do the Devo? Mm-hmm. It was like a last-minute thing. I was like, Side note, anyone who just happens to hear this, and they're like, you know, I really think I want to go into ministry one day. Yeah. Tip 101. Be prepared. Be ready. Yeah, exactly. At any minute. Exactly. So 
And it's also kind of a Pastor Keith thing if you don't know Pastor Keith. For like, sure. Hey, what's God? Uh, what's God teaching you? Yeah. Or and Becca does it too. Mm-hmm. What's God teaching you right now? I thought we were eating lunch. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm ready. So yeah, I mean, just if you're not. If you're not talking to God, you don't have anything to <laughs> you're say. You're going to find out exactly. in front of people, most exactly. likely. But yeah, so from the from the time of the recording mm-hmm. all the way up till yesterday, I'd really been thinking about when Pastor Keith was talking about, you know, extending the hand. Mm-hmm. When Peter extended his hand to the beggar, mm-hmm. he not only said, hey, you're healed, mm-hmm. get up and walk mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, but he actually extended the hand. Mm-hmm. And so I was really thinking about a lot about that because I obviously pray for things. Sure. I pray for people. Yeah. You know, and I always am like, you know, God can do it. And yes, he can. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So and I think. I think we all play, we obviously all play, have roles to play. Yeah. And that's, and that's the same with, I mean, you look at the Trinity, they play different roles. Okay. You know what I think about it That's good. Yeah. They're all God, but they play different roles. Like our relationship is no different with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like he has his, his end of the deal and Mm -hmm. we have ours. 100%. And it may seem a little unfair because he's God, <laughs> but, sure. but I mean, that's, that's kind of what you get into. Mm-hmm. So basically what I was just saying is that, man, God, God had the supernatural part in the healing of the beggar, yeah. but Peter had, Peter had the responsibility to actually put his hand out and get, get right. him to stand up. Yes. And so I feel like if we can start to mirror that as a church and I don't just, I mean, like church globally right the church right you know I, I think we need to get away from like yeah. and the church being people right? sure like made up of humans so us humans the church sunday's a service sure yep you know what i mean 100 percent. and it's taken me it's even taken me a while to to kind of grasp it. okay sunday's not sunday's the service yeah church is the people that show up mm-hmm. so i don't know i, I just started thinking like well, what what am i doing mm-hmm. you know who who am I extending a hand to? And mm-hmm. not just like really quick. Yeah. That was another thing. Like, it's really easy for me to go, Hey man, here's 10 bucks. Like God bless you. For sure. For sure. I don't know. It's, it was kind of convicting. Oh, absolutely. It's funny that you say that because I feel like I've kind of been in that same exact space, mm-hmm. like having kind of those same thoughts. Um, because Josh and I were literally having this conversation yesterday. We're driving. And I said, you know, I say this a lot. What are we even doing? Yeah. But like, then I was like, but what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Because I, you know, I've just been, I'm not a social media person. You understand. But I, um, I've been watching a lot of videos and listening to a lot of people because I feel like it's been such a good resource lately. And I watched a video to this same point. This lady was just saying, you know, like, you know, your life right now might be the only Bible people ever read. Hmm. And I was like, oh man. Like, and she's like, they can't read it yeah. if you're not out here. Right. And, you know, she said, if you don't have to do all of these things. You know, like I think sometimes we make it too complicated. Sure. And she was like, make somebody a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like pass them a bottle of water. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause I think I can definitely overcomplicate things sometimes because oh, I'm like, 100%. oh, I need to have like this whole thing and it needs to be a plan and we yeah. have to have this many people and you know, yeah. all the things. And it was really convicting. Like you're saying for me personally, like what am I 
doing yeah. and what could I be doing yeah. to, to be the one who's like extending the hand. Yeah. And I think the cool thing too, where okay, like the supernatural and the practical meet where like Peter had to speak to the man right. and reach out his hand and he had to be willing to be interrupted. Yeah. He had to be willing to open his mouth right. and he had to be willing to be used by the Holy spirit you know, for God's spirit to move and flow through him yeah. to be the vessel for this man to get healed. And then he had to reach out his hand. Yeah. Like so much is happening there. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's, there's so many roads that you could go down this 100%. conversation with. Yes. And the immediate road that at when pastor Keith was preaching it, the immediate road I went down was like, man, I wish I could have seen, could see that. Mm. Or I wish I could be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to, well, are miracles for today or they're not, for, you know, and then you get mm-hmm, into that. Mm-hmm. But I think just what if the story was, and Peter did this and nothing happened? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, because, yes. because if you jump down into verse 12, it talks about how he's then addressing a crowd of people mm-hmm. because they're all amazed. Yeah. So what do you address the crowd with? Like when nothing happens. That's and, you know, good. and, and it, that's tough to, to think, like, if For I sure. go make that sandwich mm-hmm. and I go try and give it to this person mm-hmm. and they throw it back in my window mm-hmm. or they throw it or they're oh, like, I don't sure. want that. For sure. I think that's a really good point because um, it's about then our obedience, right? Yeah. Like, because if I go make the sandwich because I feel like, hey, I need to do something, I need to extend my hand and I extend my hand. And someone throws it back in my window. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's on them. Like, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. That, you don't have to take my sandwich, right. but like at the same time, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And it's the same thing with miracles and prayer and all that kind of stuff because you know we come from a high faith environment. You and Josh, you're saying me and Josh, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, and where like you know part of what we used to do is. Um, crusades, which if you're like, what in the actual world is that? It's literally like the same thing as an open air event, right? You get a big stage mm-hmm. and we would do church on steroids, <laughs> literally. Like it's just big and it's an event and it's a whole thing. But the most awesome thing is that like we would pray for people and you're in places where people don't have a lot of options, Yeah, you know? And like, even like Brian Johnson has said, like, consider it a blessing when God becomes your only option. Yeah, I've seen people where God's their only option. Mm. So then when that's what you got, that's what you cling to. Yeah, And so like we pray for people and big miracles happen. Yeah, Things happen. A little boy like can't speak and, and speaks for the first time. And his mom's weeping. And the first words that he says is God is my healer. And it's yeah. just like, what like yeah so that still happens today right i've seen it in my lifetime right but that doesn't mean that that happens 100 percent of the sure. time and then it depends on us so like okay but am i still gonna believe mm-hmm. am i still gonna choose to believe that god is good and that god is who he says that he is and i'm still gonna do what he asks me to do mm-hmm. because then it's also like you know if i pray for somebody and something doesn't happen or I extend a sandwich and they throw it back at me. Like that's really more a hit to my pride, mm. you know? Sure. And, and so we're trying to remove myself out of it and be obedient to like yeah. what God's asked me to do. Well, you think about, I mean, if you want to go straight gospel, you think about like Jesus on the cross mm-hmm. and all of them saying like, go ahead, save yourself. Mm. And he could, Oh my gosh, 100%. You know, he could, but yes. that wasn't, that wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. 
The point was to stay there. Yes. That's so good. So that a bridge right there. <laughs> we can do it. Um, <laughs> another thing Pastor Keith talked about was, which I never knew. And I wish I did like, I need to figure out how to study more of the archaeological and uh, contextual elements of what scripture yes. was written in. Mm-hmm. Because you get in like this Bible bubble, you know what I mean? And you only read yep. this like heightened spirituality of the Bible mm-hmm. instead of Pastor Keith literally talked about the steps of the temple being different shapes and sizes. He would know that. Yeah, he would know that. Uh-huh. But and he said that was intentional. Mm-hmm. It's so that whenever you walked, you were aware of your steps. You were aware of, yeah. hey, I'm going into God's presence. Mm-hmm. And I think so oftentimes, and this is what's been really, I hate to say it, but it's actually been like kind of a blessing through the quarantine is you're literally, you're watching your next step Mm -hmm. and you're aware of your surroundings and you're aware Mm -hmm. of what you're doing. Whereas Mm -hmm. before you get into this rhythm of I go to work, I come home, I cook dinner, I put the kids down. Sunday comes, I get there early, I set up, we do church, I break down. You know what I mean? So it just becomes this perpetual. And we all, and we're all, we all do it. So the great thing about that analogy and that picture is like you were talking about earlier, being able to be interrupted Mm -hmm. and being able to actually know how to pivot whenever something happens mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like dude i'm so sorry i don't have time mm-hmm. oh so easy be- and i'm one of those people i'm like one of those regiment people like if you're yes. early you're late yes so i've really had to work on that like man if i'm late i'm worried about what people are going to think about me like look at this dude jumping in here late you know what i mean as opposed right. to what if i was actually doing something for someone and not to use that mm-hmm. as a cop-out but but i mean what if it was really what if happening you would work yeah mm-hmm so I guess uh, one of the things I wanted to get your perspective on was mm-hmm. the organization. Cause you have to be organized if you're going to do church wide outreach. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have to, you have to have your basis covered because mm-hmm. we are an organization and yeah. we are liable for certain things and you sure. have to, you know, sure. you, you can't just do all the things all the time. Right. So how, how do you balance the structure of ministry mm-hmm. and outreach and care mm-hmm. versus the interruption. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I've really ever thought about that specifically. Because sometimes I, you got to think outside the box and oh, you got to yeah. be able to pivot and you oh, got to be able to sure. say, there's a need. How do we meet this need? Uh-huh. But also do it in a way that's responsible. For sure. Do you get what I mean? Absolutely. I think, um, again, like, you know, our old boss used to just, he would come in our office, right? We're like working and when we're doing missions, like you're planning multiple trips to happen Mm -hmm. at the exact same time with hundreds of people. And he would come in and be like, all right, let's go. Where are we going? (laughs) We're going to go pack groceries. Okay. Yeah. I'm like right in the middle. And he's like, oh, no, no, you're never too busy to serve people. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah. And I think that that really helped because Josh and I still say it, you know, I think he can get a little more all consumed. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'll tell him like, never too busy to serve people. Yeah. And it's just like such a good reminder um, because for me, like I just naturally am bent towards 
things being organized sure, and sure. doing what you're supposed to do. And yeah. like, these are the rules and we just were doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and I think God has blessed me on the flip side to just, I don't know, be very aware of where people are at mm -hmm. and what's really going on and things that are happening under the surface. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, if you are doing something and you're accomplishing a, an outreach task, mm -hmm. right. Remembering that there's people involved and I try to like do simple things, like look people in the eye yeah, and, and smile and like, let them like, I see you from person to person. And like, I see you in your humanity as a human being that deserves love and respect and dignity. And then just, you know, waiting to just kind of see what happens mm -hmm. and like feeling like if I should talk to someone like just a little bit more or just ask like, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, like, how are you really doing? You know, just yeah. and trying to be super aware of what's really happening in the moment while also accomplishing a task. Yeah. And it is kind of like a, a balance. It is. And it's like a juggle and an attention almost that you have to manage because it's easy in anything ministry and outreach and missions and care to, okay, this is my goal. These are the tasks to meet my goal, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm a, I'm a minister first. Sure. And that just doesn't mean me. Like right. that means me as like a Christian, sure. a follower of Jesus. Like yeah. I'm that first. Right before everything else yeah. so trying to always and i'm i don't do it perfect all the time like by any means no yeah you know i don't think any of us nail it 100 percent of the time yeah i would love to be like yeah for sure but just trying to find that balance and manage that tension yeah and remember like what's most important yeah I, well for a lot of people structure is easier because you don't really yeah. have to think you mm -hmm. know and it's safer it's safer like, you know how to navigate within that structure yeah yeah but i, I do think I do think that we're coming into a time where we're going to see more spirit led moves mm -hmm. for sure. You know, people like, and this is something I said in, in my Devo yesterday. I was like, you don't have to wait on us mm -hmm. to be used by God. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to wait for serve day. Mm -hmm. Serve day is great because serve day is a reminder, man, I can do this and yes. all the time. And Serve Day is a great way for you to get connected with organizations that you're passionate about. Yes. So like Daily Bread, for example. Yes. Love them. We we, we serve there all the time. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for Serve Day, we may have not had that connection. And for more sure. people may have not had that. Oh, I didn't even know these people were here. Yes. I didn't yes. even know this was a thing. 100%. So, and it's an opportunity for us to do something collectively. Because it is cool. It's awesome for us to come together and do something together. Mm -hmm. That's big. And we're all working together towards this big goal, which yeah. is like loving our city. Right. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then it's also like this, like what you're saying is like, oh, hey, like this is something I feel passionate about. This is something I feel strongly about. Yeah. Like I can jump in here. Yeah. So, you know, having these big corporate things are great, but it is a reminder. We don't have to like, yeah, I, don't I, don't have have to wait I don't have to wait for Nate. Sure. Like I don't have to wait for Celebration Church. And I'm not saying like go out and be irresponsible. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be dumb. <laughs> don't be that guy. You still have a witness to protect. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which is... Which is another one of the other things that Pastor Keith talked about was we're being watched, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and man, if if we could respond as the church in a way that was like, 
it took it, it like took the world back a little bit. Like, whoa, look what they're doing. How how awesome would that be? Like, Nate, I'm trying. I know we're recording right now, so I'm trying to like just clap my hands I mean, like a wild person. Clap a little bit. I'm Listen, um, yeah, there you go. Well, I'll give you some snaps. I'm here for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. But what does that look like for an individual? What does that look like for someone that's like? I'm on Zoom calls all day right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're starting to reopen a little bit and For stuff, sure. but <sighs> I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, yeah. well, how I started it off, like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. And it's not necessarily the fact that I have to be doing something for whatever. Yeah. It's just the fact that I, I, I don't want to waste any more time, like not being not being active in my community mm-hmm. and showing people Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. I heard I'm going to try to like say it the right way, but like someone basically essentially said love shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how can you show up? Like that resonated with me so much because I think about the people that I'm close with, right. The people that I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. It's because they showed up for me. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Josh and I adopted Yeah. Um, going on two years ago now, like, and be going from not being parents to parents and just through the transition and stuff like that, like the people who held us up during that time, mm-hmm. you know, those it takes are, a village. It takes a village. <laughs> Thank God for you and Jen. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, those are our people because yeah. they showed up, Yeah. you know? And so I think about that, like, who am I showing up for? And that has such a big range. So I can think about it as in a couple different ways, right? So I work here. Mm-hmm. So I'm surrounded with coworkers. Like this is still my job. Yeah. Am I showing up for them? Yeah. Am I if I if I notice someone's like just off or yeah. like down or whatever, like hey, you doing yeah. okay? Or I hear that someone's sick. You know, like yeah. What can I do for you? And in the same way we're in a world right now that's hurting. Mm -hmm. We're in a world right now that is in pain and people are experiencing pain, you know, like a whole community of people is, is, is literally in pain and crying out to be heard and to be seen. Yeah. How am I showing up for those people? Yeah. And not in the way as to be a savior. Hmm. I'm not here to save anybody. I'm not here to speak for anybody. Hmm. I'm not here to be a voice for anybody. I'm here to say, how can I love you? Yeah. I can sit with you. I can listen to you. I can feed you. Yeah. I'm not a cook, but I <laughs> order you some pizza. Chick fil A. Listen, whatever I can do. Because I think it's so easy sometimes to think like um, showing up means that we have to have like all the answers or we have to like come with the solution. Or the biggest stage. Or it's like, oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Or it's like, Okay, I need to start a nonprofit. Right. And I need to do this. Right. And I need to capitalize on this right. m- moment or whatnot. How but, many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches have you packed and brought outside yeah. and handed out to people? Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And and something that I just keep getting reminded of over and over again in the past three months is the greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. Who's my neighbor today? Yes. Some days it's just my wife because it's only me and my wife. Yes. (laughs) Because we're stuck in the house. Yep. But other days it's, it it is that it is your literal neighbor or Mm -hmm. it's 
the person that you come into contact with at a coffee shop or a store or a restaurant or on the street or mm -hmm. some days it's your coworker when mm -hmm. you're back in the office, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just really trying to simplify, simplify my my days by that, like, who's my neighbor today? Mm -hmm. And how do I love them like mm -hmm. I love myself? So good. Yes. And it's way easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. Because in a moment, I can turn to, like, agenda. Or mm -hmm. I can turn to to-do list. Mm -hmm. you know? Or I don't really like that neighbor right now. So I'm just going to pretend <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. else is my no, neighbor. That, like, there's real. so many ways out, you know? Yeah, like, that's real. And um, just, you know, like, that story of the Good Samaritan. And then the man asks that Jesus is talking to, who is my neighbor? And he says, you know, mm -hmm. the one who showed mercy. Yeah. Talk about, like, oh, shoot. Okay. Right. Who am I showing mercy to? <sighs> Ha! <laughs> okay. My like, bad. <laughs> okay. I will. Tomorrow's a new day. And yeah, I'll just, yeah. you know, let's try that. morning mercies from God. <laughs> literally. Literally. Because, you know, that's what God did for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what God did for all of us, mm -hmm. right? Like, the that was like his greatest act of love was like to show mercy to a people yeah. who got themselves in that predicament in the first place. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, man, then... Who am I showing mercy to? Yeah. Who am I going and intentionally being like, hey, what I sure. have is yours. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and again, kind of back to the point, like the point is the world's watching. Yes. So yes. when when Peter uh, addresses the crowd, he says, like, what are you guys so surprised at? Because mm -hmm. everybody was watching. Everybody mm -hmm. saw this happen. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you so surprised at? Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you have the power of Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think for us, that should almost be, that should almost kind of be our response to like somebody see, let's, let's say someone, their marriage is turned around mm -hmm. because they, they decide to get God involved. Mm -hmm. in and a family member's like, what happened? You, you mm -hmm. guys started going to that church mm -hmm. or you guys started doing this, whatever, um, this Jesus thing. And you're yeah. well, our response should be like, well, what do you think? Of course. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. It's so good. But God. You yeah. Know? But God. But God. Yeah. Like there is no, like, I think that's so good what you're saying because, you know, if we're getting it right, mm -hmm. that's the answer. Sure. A lot of times I can fall into the the branding of celebration. Do you sure. get what I mean? Like come to the church type thing. Oh yeah. Which I want obviously people mm -hmm. to come to our mm -hmm. church. But ultimately, if if you read that passage, it's it's for God's glory, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so in, instead, sometimes I can begin to put the church over the church's name or my reputation mm -hmm. over over God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like come here. Like come to the church. Come right. here. Like yeah. Right. Growing the church, all the things. Yeah. Not bad things. Not inherently love, bad. Yeah. But love when you church, but when you people. put it over someone's right. relationship with Christ. Right. I don't know. That's that's the most important. Yeah. And we should be, you know, like we said earlier, like we should be the reflection of Christ. Like we should be the reflection of Jesus. When people look at our life, mm -hmm. they're going, Wait. Yeah. What am I am I either <laughs> You're, you have something I don't have, yeah. or I want that, or, you know, that should be what draws people sure. to us. And that's what should draw people to us as a body. Well, and even if you're 
even if you're like a lifelong Christian, mm-hmm. you're a career Christian. I'll sure. Yes. Because uh, I I grew up in Christian home, right. like church, that whole thing. And you're still developing, like you're still evolving mm-hmm. because of Jesus mm-hmm. and your life is still showing. I think, I think so often we get lost in the, um, the huge like conversion story yeah. of someone. Yes. I don't have that story. I don't know. I have either, the, actually. I had the grew up in a Christian home. Dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't have this like crazy testimony. Right. But if someone can still see Christ working in me, mm-hmm then that's still a witness. Absolutely. Someone's still watching me Absolutely. evolve. Like, yep. man, I remember he used to be kind of like, <laughs> whatever, on edge all the time or whatnot. Like, I feel like you, you've loosened up a little bit. Like you have a little bit more joy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever. For sure. For sure. Or dang, man, like you've been saving up, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You better with your money. Like, yeah, I'm trying to be a good steward, you know? Hey, that's, that's so good. That's a good point. We don't talk about that a yeah. lot. That's really good. And that's the thing too, like, you know, in talking to you or talking to any, like, you know, people, we should be able to show people how we recognize our need for a savior. Correct. Like that's what, our, that's what our life should, should really be. Like whether it's a, you're a career Christian or, you know, you, you just got radically saved, Mm -hmm. you know, and I look at different people that, you know, I follow or look up to, which I'm, you know, it's a small handful because I'm just really particular that way. But, um, and to just see them so like they're pastors or leaders or Christian, like, and they're just so passionate Mm -hmm. about loving God and loving people. And like this expression I heard recently is just wildly obsessed with Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Like if that's what people could say about me. Sure. When I think of Callie, what do you think? She is wildly obsessed with Jesus. And that was, that's what my life told you. Yeah. Here for it. What else could you ask for? I would be like, I have and my life mission <laughs> completes. Like, take me now, Jesus. Yeah. I've done it. And I mean, it's a great testimony too for for Christians who are listening. Like, I always I say all the time, the closer you get to God, the more you realize your need for Him. Absolutely. So, you know, the the closer you get to the light, God, the mm-hmm. more you realize, man, I got a lot of. Oh, for sure. I got a lot of blemish. For <laughs> sure. You know? you know those hotel mirror, or like yes. lights and mirrors? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, for Those sure. things are brutal. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And two, for like even now being in the ministry side of it, <laughs> I told someone the other day, I was like, you know what? I think God calls people to minister. The people that he calls to ministry are the people that he needs to keep a closer eye on. <laughs> That's why we're here, Nate. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but That's amazing. I think, I don't know. I think that sometimes it's okay to admit like, yo, if I wasn't here, if I wasn't doing this. For sure. You know. Yes. I think about different like influential people and why they were so influential was because they were so real and genuine and honest with either this is where I came from. Yeah. This is what God did for me. This is who I am now. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. God can do it for you. Right. Or people are like, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. Well, think about Peter's story. The guy who. Yes. Who performed the miracle. Yes. He, you know, the guy that he said in his name, Mm -hmm. he was the one who he denied that name. Oh, my gosh. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. So his 
his witness is a little bit even more drastic because it's just like, hey, a while ago I told a bunch of people I didn't even know this cat. Yes. And now I'm saying in his name, get up mm-hmm. and walk. Mm-hmm. He's a hot mess, but right. he loves him some Jesus. Yeah, for sure. I'm here for that. <laughs> like, yes, that means I can live and like do my thing and I'm going to be okay because yeah. look at Peter. Yeah. He's in the Bible. And it's not an excuse to just like do whatever you want. No, nobody's talking about being wild or crazy yeah. on purpose. Yeah. I, I said, uh, I was like preparing some. I was preparing for like a team night mm-hmm. and I was talking about authenticity mm-hmm. and I was like, what is authenticity? And, and, sure. and just this thing, this phrase kind of came to me, like authenticity isn't an excuse to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the opportunity to relate to someone. Oh, for sure. Like I can, I can be authentic and I can relate to you because mm-hmm. maybe I've been there, done that, mm-hmm. or maybe I've had that same experience or thought or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I'm not condoning it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that to me then makes me think of grace, mm-hmm. right? Like I think grace is just the most beautiful thing I've ever heard of, learned about, and experienced because yeah. it doesn't, you know, because I think sometimes people get concerned or worried like, oh, well, just grace is like a license to sin, but like not at all. No. Because when I think about the grace that God's extended to me and showed me and like what grace has done in my life and how it's freed my life. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do anything like to, to it's empowerment. be ungrateful for that? Right. Grace yeah. is empowerment. So I feel like if I'm like, listen, let me tell you what God's grace has done for me. Mm-hmm. That's on the daily. On, <laughs> Lord, on the daily, in the big moments, in the small moments, like right. I know, I know God the way that I know because of like the extreme darkness that I've experienced in my life. And yeah. that's where the grace of God showed up for me. Yeah. So then I can be authentic and real and say like, I'm not like, my life isn't just some like fairy tale story with like butterflies and, mm-hmm. and rainbows. Like, yeah. but this is where I experience Who wants that God. anyways? Who wants butterflies I mean, that's and not rainbows? A lot. It's not my not my thing. Anyways. It's so fine. Just <laughs> go ahead. What yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So um yeah, like that allows me though to be authentic. Sure. And it allows me to say, like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not who I wanna be. I'm not where I wanna be. Because I'm I'm never gonna arrive there. Yeah. Not if I'm always moving forward, because as long as I'm moving forward, I'm growing. And if you're not growing, you're yeah. dying. So you're asking your husband, what are we actually doing? What are we actually doing? <laughs> what am I doing? And then, you know, I'm having like a life crisis on the daily. Yeah. But like that allows me to be authentic. It allows me to say like, I'm, I'm a flawed human being that needs, that needs God and needs his grace. Yeah. Um, it kind of, that kind of goes full circle with the message too, because mm-hmm. without grace, without the grace that's been shown to us, and that empowerment of grace, mm-hmm. we can't extend the hand in the first place. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if we do extend the hand, it's not from a right point of view or it's, sure. not, it's not from a good motive. No, for sure. So I think that I think this right here is where the biggest opportunity for the church is once everything dies down, mm-hmm. are we still sticking around? Mm-hmm. Are we still in the fight? Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, whether it's racial injustice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. civil rights or mm-hmm. poverty like mm-hmm. when those types of things go away and it kind of we kind of get back to quote unquote normal right what are we doing yeah are we are we just putting on events yeah are we extending the hand yeah you know? i don't want to put on events just to put on events right like i want to be one of those people that's still standing 
like we have this thing about leadership, right? Like first in, last out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that applies if you're a follower of Jesus, because like you, you're, that means you're leading in some form, yeah. right? We should be first in, last out. Yeah. We should be standing when the dust settles. Yeah. You know, we should be there to help pick up the pieces and help rebuild and to be the ones continuing to extend the hand yeah. and saying like, I'm not going home. I didn't come here to go home. Yeah. Cause people are watching. Yes. Give them a sandwich. <laughs> thanks for chatting. Yes. Thanks. This is great. Yeah. It's good. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Thank you for joining us today for after the message to learn more about celebration church here in Orlando, Follow us on social media at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationORL.org.